bucks barely down the street with the big pool way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of his feet. Machine guns ready to go. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. To the sound of the beat, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast show. Just still working on seeing how that goes, see if I like it. I still do kind of like it. Hey, in case you didn't notice, we got some serious Halloween-y vibes going on here with this little song we're bringing you in on. Another one bites the dust. Feels like an appropriate intro to a show about a movie that we're going to talk about today called You're Next. There's a lot of slaughtering going on. Good time for the Halloween Spectacular. Volume 3, I think. I don't know. We'll talk about that. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ron Avis, the Rental King. And joining me as always is my man to the north, Mr. Adam Peterson. Spooktacular. <laughs> ah, that's fun. That's fun, that, dude. That was like that was a genuinely epic intro. I gotta say, <laughs> I enjoyed that. One of our betters. Yes, one of our betters. The song choice oh, was but... perfect. I like that. You, <laughs> I like that you Halloweened it up. That's even better. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna. I'm pulling it out in layers. Look at me. Look at me. Like I'm just a. I'm a mixing son of a gun. Mitch, you're fired. <laughs> we don't need you anymore, dude. You know he's he's passed out. On Mitch, can you even hear me? Urine, as per the usual. No, <laughs> I just stuck a fork in his ass and he didn't respond. I feel like it, if we were still doing a video, a video element here, it would be great to just cut <laughs> to a skeleton in a trucker hat sitting on a chair. <laughs> Uh, oh, Mitch, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that was Mitch. son of a bitch. That was Mitch. Oh, dude. But yeah, so we're here to talk about our, our second pick for the Halloween Spectacular. Uh, your next. Your this, next. Is, this is actually your first selection it for is. the season. Um, And as per tradition, um, when you pick the movie, you drive the show. So... Just gonna toss the keys right on over to you, sir. There we to go. The podcast mobile, and you, um, you take this episode wherever you want to go, and I will try to keep up. I, I think you will. I think you will handily keep up with me. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'll always just I'll, I'll babble. I can babble. Oh, trust I can me, babble. I can babble on with the greatest of Yeah, <laughs> I could do it all day long. About nothing and like, everything. Even this right yeah, now. Yeah, but has your your of babble your babble is better than my babble, though I have to admit. <laughs> There's more texture to your babble. Mine's pretty bland, kind of sli- It's doesn't look good. <laughs> it just looks like snot. If I had to pick a color, it's not colored. That's that's what I would be. So I'm snot. You're not. I'm handed <laughs> enough to you. <laughs> that's basically the point. <laughs> So basically, what we're saying right off the top, folks, is this is probably just going to be a gi- big giant pile of crap. You just move on. Uh-huh. Just move yeah. on. 
just hey the sooner everyone accepts that yeah act, the better just you know just Our unbuckle and, and, and then the throw top. your arms up and enjoy the ride man <laughs> oh. oh so let's you're next you're next mm. and i i i have to admit uh right off the top uh i am i am late to this party by nearly a decade so uh if you're uh, kind of like when we did, did we ever end up, we, we did an episode on, uh, um, on heat, right? We ended up doing that episode, didn't we? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. When, when I like going back to, cause I am brand new to this and it, it reminded yeah. me this week, rewatching it again, um, of the Jim Gaffigan bit where he's like, you know, try and talk to somebody about a movie that came out several years ago. We're like, Hey, you guys want to talk about heat? Heat it came out like six years ago. What's wrong with you? So this, I, like, and I have to admit, because like a lot of times in the spectacular, it's easy to go back to. Oh, we're going to talk about mm. Halloween. We're going to talk about you know um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, oh, these are classics. It's like, yeah, you've seen them. I was yeah, like, I just watched this movie for the first time, maybe a, a month or two ago. Yeah. And that was what prompted me to put it on my list. I was like, okay, I really kind of love this movie. It reminded hey, me. Hey, this is great. This, this is a fresh perspective. Yes, brand new. And you had never seen it, or you hadn't seen it. No, in a while, right? No, I no, I had. Uh, oh no, no, yeah, I had seen it, but I had forgotten all about it. Like I remembered. <laughs> so I'm watching it again. I'm starting to question whether or not I did see it, <laughs> but I think I did. I'm pretty sure. I, a lot of home invasion like yes. movies that came out around the same time. Well, I because uh, I know at one point I, I forget it was when we when we used to do segments because I remember doing the strangers for something mm-hmm. with uh, um, Liv Tyler and I want to say Scott Speedman. I think we're in it. And then the th- the three masked people show up at their door and it's supposed to be creepy because they're out in the middle of nowhere and. They're just kind of yeah. taunting. Everything that I was hoping or wanted that movie to be, that I felt like it was just like, oh, it just fell f- so flat because I really didn't enjoy The Strangers. I felt like in this movie, it was like, this is this is what I wanted The Strangers to be. And it turned this, to mm-hmm. me, your next, turned out so much better because of that. Um, <clears throat> so um, It's campy, man. It's real campy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's, and I've, I've got a, a, the kind of the rundown of, of the housekeeping stuff and, you know, get into some of the cast stuff. And I mean, you're not going to find a, a, a rich trope of well-trained actors and actresses, that, right. you know, I've been in a lot of really recognizable works that are known for, you know, great performance. You're not going to find people like, oh, like, you know, people will go back and say, hey, do you know Johnny Depp? one of his first roles or his first role was in uh, the original nightmare on Elm street. Uh, you know, you, yeah, I, I, this didn't really launch any careers for anybody. Um, uh, no, in fact, two, two of the roles were filled by f- director friends, basically. Yes. And another by the screenwriter of the film. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, I wrote the movie. You want me to be in it? Sure. Whatever. That's fine. And in that respect, it has that sort of Kevin Smith, um, yes, DNA feel to it, which it, which is cool. I like that. Well, it's funny because uh, uh, I know when we teased it uh, last time, 
Um, I didn't I didn't have any of the the dates for reference. And, it, and when you pull it up on IMDb, it says 2011. And 2011 is when it originally made its rounds in some of the uh, film festivals. Um, and I believe Lionsgate was who ended up picking it up. And they didn't release it until August 23rd of 2013. So it mm -hmm. kind of sat... Um, in it, I think it made it its way through a few other small film festivals, but it really didn't get a wide release until a couple of years after it first came out. And it's it's funny because the budget for it was right at, estimated right about a million. And mm -hmm. you know when we when we go to guys like Kevin Smith and some of those, uh, I think for for I mean like when I think of indie films, I do think '90s a lot of times. I don't know if you're in the same boat. It it, well, it was like the dawn of the indie film. Yeah. I mean, like it seemed that like decade. the '90s was really like indie films was a not not just a big thing, but like it's kind of finding its own branch uh, in the film tree. It's like okay, this is legitimate filmmaking. Like you can make a low budget movie really well, and people can enjoy it. And so indie, f so it's funny to think of like a million dollar movie being an indie film. But I mean, but that's a legit thing. I mean, that's I think uh, even something with a few million dollars can still be considered an independent film. Um, and well, Star Wars was an independent film. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 all in the it's all in how you perceive it. Yeah. Um, but with that one, with the million dollar uh, budget, it opened up uh, the first weekend to seven million dollars. Um, which is a great return. Um, the total domestic on it was roughly eighteen and a half million, and then total worldwide was just shy of twenty-seven million. Um, so it, it well, go I'm sorry, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna. I didn't know if you were gonna say anything or not, but it, it kind of seemed like maybe you weren't. But you, you know how you had mentioned how it was making the rounds in uh, twenty eleven, and it it was uh, well received. Uh, and that's when there was a, a bidding war, and when Lionsgate, they they bought the film for six million. So that's on top of the budget, right? I mean, well, they're, they're, I, that's I, I, sort of that's sort of misleading in a in a bit a, a tad. Yeah, because if you oh, bought yeah. the movie for six million dollars, that I mean, shouldn't that be included in the budget? Technically, <laughs> technically, yeah. I would. Think. I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, because when you when you think about it, it's like if this if Lionsgate doesn't pick it up, this isn't a movie. I mean, because yeah, I mean, and the, the odd the, the I think the main reason why it didn't get released for a couple of years is it just didn't seem to be testing well. What I read, yeah, you know, uh, they they wanted to uh, make a return on their investment, obviously, as soon as possible. Um, but and in, and in that case, they were wrong, right? Because I guess what what was popular in horror in 2011 this is a new a newer approach to a, a, a you know like a style of horror right yeah so anytime you have that beginning of a new approach there's some resistance because you're still looking at it in terms of what the status quo has been and this movie kind of landed in between um I mean, I'm just like I'm just struggling to even remember what passed for horror, and I guess Blair Witch, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Seven. No, not Seven. Uh, 
Oh, oh the sixth sense that I was getting stuck on the seventh. <laughs> you know, but so that that was sort of people's idea of what horror was. And this comes in different. And then, you know, so this sort of paved the way for all of the other ones. Now, now we're sort of in this kind of thinking person's horror genre a little bit, you know? Yeah. Where it it's not enough to just be scary. There has to be a cinematic quality also, which is, you know, quite frankly, a great, I welcome more storytelling into my gore. That just makes it so much better. Well, you have that sort of commitment to a like making something good and not just something profitable. One, one of the, one of the terms that I was unfamiliar with as, uh, it, it just as it was the first time I'd ever ever heard of it, um, and I don't know if you're familiar. Have you uh, mumblecore? Is that a thing that you are aware of? No, it's uh-uh. uh, <clears throat> and this because it's a horror movie is kind of a an offshoot. They just call it mumble gore, um, but a, a mumblecore um, is a subgenre of independent film characterized by naturalistic acting and dialogue sometimes improvised low budget film production an emphasis on dialogue over plot and a focus on the personal relationships of young adults and so mm-hmm. this this film uh, is considered kind of in that umbrella of mumble core you know it's uh, which i mean it is I won't say dialogue heavy what are some other examples of that subgenre do you the, know Can you- um Let's see here. The because I want to see if I'm making the connection in my head properly. I'm the, wondering some what of, some other some examples of the, are. The the major figures, and I was really um, uh, Mark Duplass, uh, Mark and Jay Duplass were the big ones that uh, stuck out at me. Aaron Katz, Lynn Shelton, Andrew Bujalski, um, Joe Swanberg, who's actually in this movie. He plays Drake. Uh, mm-hmm. Lena Dunham, Adam Wingard, um, who is the director of this movie. Um, Lena Dunham, yeah, that's a name that most Greta, people probably Greta Gerwig. Okay, um, her too, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's... Um, and I, I recognize... I mean, like, one of the things uh, that I recognize is... Uh, I'm a, a big fan of uh, Jake Johnson... Uh, plays Nick Miller on New Girl. Has been in a lot of stuff, um, and he's got he's done a number of indie films. Um, one of the one of the ones that popped up on a number of people when I was looking at the cast uh, was the movie Drinking Buddies, um, which is Olivia Wilde and uh, Jake Johnson and um, who else? Uh, Anna Kendrick's in it. Um, isn't but, that what Joe Swanberg is that? Isn't that his thing? He, that his yeah, cre- he. I think he may have. Um, was that his creation or? Yeah, um, maybe he's just a director. He yeah. There's, there's, but there's a number because uh, I really have. I mean, it's it started to make sense to me because I kind of have. I I have several of these films um, uh, that uh, was. There was one that was. Uh, um, drinking, drinking buddies was the big one that kept coming up. 
Um, I, Happy Christmas. Digging for Fire. Um, Digging for Fire has a, a big one. And then uh, Joshi, uh, which was uh, uh, Middleditch. Uh, Thomas Middleditch. A lot of the mm. same actors will appear. Um, and you'll, you'll kind of see like these that's an uh, eclectic group of actors i like yeah it. it's it's a real it's a real interesting collection of, of people um very that can be very comedic but also um very dramatic at the same time which is is really interesting just as far as how that dynamic um because in in this movie <clears throat> the it, one of the things that was really interesting to me, I got a couple of different points in the film, is uh, like in a in a more scripted film or or a, a more I don't even know what the right word is as far as uh, like if you were at the dinner table and you were going to have people that got into a fight, not that you wouldn't have people just shouting over people because you know that's a that's how things can kind of escalate in a normal setting. But a lot of times, if you really wanted to have, you know, a, a, a fight and you and you were focused on the, the script, you would have people sniping at each other and you would have the lines being delivered very clearly. Whereas I, I noticed a few times, especially in watch, rewatching this, there were a number of times where it's like everybody's just kind of like going at the same time. Mm hmm. And, and you, you do kind of have this like, OK, I'm, I'm trying to kind of fight through who's saying what. And it's. It's less about what's being said and just the fact that all of these people are interacting in this seemingly quote unquote natural kind of way to where it's like, okay, this family. It's a, well, it's a scene that's been, it's being lived in instead yeah. of acted out. Yeah. I think that's so a, it's going to feel really more point. authentic. You know, it's going to yeah. feel dirtier, more personal probably too. Yeah, because you 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 really do get that feeling from the cast that they are. I mean, they're all part of a family, but there really is kind of a an estrangement to it. Like, okay, we're related. You know, we are aware of each other, vaguely aware of what's going on in each other's lives. But even um, even even the way that uh, in the film, where how Joe and and Crispin kind of, uh, I mean, they're brothers, but you know. And I mean, I, I text and talk with my brother as, as much as I can. Um, yeah. but it's one of those things like, there's not a lot of times where I'm just like, I'm just going to come right out and just be a dick to my brother. Right. Like just, yeah, but it's like, it was one of those, like, it seemed like, okay, they were just, there was, you know, it wouldn't be, I mean, cause you have, I mean like the, the, the image that keeps popping up in my head is Christmas vacation of people that are in a family that, <laughs> Oh, that's such a good comparison, man. That's you, a you, really, really good comparison. You, you have all of these people in the family that are coming from different perspectives. Yeah. And you can, you can have some of those moments where they talk over each other, but it's like, there's, there's these different levels of tolerance and every, I mean, everybody's trying to get along and it's, you know, it is all about the this. Okay, we're tr we're trying to make this work, and in this What's, movie, in, go sorry. ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was I was just gonna also add that I I usually watch movies with uh, the closed captioning on, so yeah. I'm able to read all of the things that are being said over the table. <clears throat> so I, I got I got a little bit more juicy details to help make more sense of things later. Nice. Yeah. So I, that's just a little pro tip for you people out there. Um, 
And at first I thought, well, maybe it's just because my hearing's getting bad, that kind of thing. But no, sometimes like you just don't get things like in as, as a young person, I, I'll watch a movie and thought that I had heard one thing and then watch it later with closed captioning only to be like my, have my world rocked that it was just something different. So I, I like going back and watching those movies with closed captioning just to see if the movie makes, if it means anything different to me than what I thought. Good call there. Yeah. Um, but so I, I really, I'll, I'll just kind of echo what you'd said with that type of, it, it's just, it's more compelling viewing. It's, it's almost like reality TV filmed and, yeah. you know, and I, I hate reality TV, but if you, if you actually call it for what it is, a movie, you know, because, I mean, reality TV is just scripted shit. But they try yeah. to sell it as just, well, that's just what happens when you put 12 good-looking uh, narcissistic shits in a house together. Yeah, we uh, filled yeah, the house know, with dumbasses. And they just they naturally do all this crazy shit. <laughs> but, no, please continue. Please continue. No, well, and going going back to your original point, I do think uh, where we kind of jumped off of uh, that uh, $6 million padding, I do think, in my estimation, I I think that needs to be notated and that needs to be taken off the top because it's like, all right, really cost Lionsgate $7 million. I mean, uh, I guess total for Lionsgate cost them them $6 million because at that point, the the million dollars that they put into it was a sunk cost for... um, for Lionsgate, if they got the whole thing for six, yeah, and so, it, you know, if they and if for the for the papers, it looks like they have a small win with the budget versus what was made. Yeah, but I mean, the 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 director said they had they were making this film with a sequel in mind, and but that just never materialized because of the performance of, at the box office. So it didn't. People didn't really go out and see it. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, the the runtime was ninety five minutes, which I think was perfect. I think if it had been longer, it would have it, it wouldn't work. Um, I think because even uh, towards the end, I would say some of the pacing did start to kind of drag a little bit. Towards yeah. like, I mean, you could probably get this down to between eighty six and ninety minutes, and it still be just as good. Not that you know you're trimming. 10 minutes off and that makes a huge difference but yeah plus that intro takes about 10 minutes yeah and yeah it i mean it's nice how they tie together but you didn't need that 10 minutes really no because that's it's it's in that's one of the things that was you could have wrote that all out and it would have made sense and yeah just a few strokes of the pen it's one of like the there's a part of me that appreciated the fact that if I'm going to take this whole movie as its own reality and not just a story that I'm indulging, it's like, okay, in the reality of this world, the plan that these guys put together, this is a nice touch to say, okay, these, it, it's, it, it is and it isn't because it's like, okay, so these guys came and they randomly killed these people in this house. Mm-hmm. And then they waited several days and killed and just a, uh, for a house that had been vacant for a good while with no prior knowledge that anybody else is going to show up. Yeah. They're just kind of hanging out or like, I wonder if anybody else will show up in any of these other big estates that we can. Well, yeah, because the, 
what's uh who, who's the father character i can't remember uh paul or yeah paul yeah paul, paul. Like the father yeah he he even comments uh that oh somebody's you know staying at that house like oh yeah like, oh yeah well he's he's separated and now he's you know, like porking his young like assistants or whatever which was it's always it's always one of those things like uh, for because I think because I just got scarred by it. Any movie that really just opens with kind of a, uh, I mean, it wasn't in your face sex scene. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. When a movie opens with that, it always yeah. just makes me think of the room anymore because I'm just like, whoa, well, this is <laughs> like I'm just getting my bearings here. Like this right. is how we're starting. <laughs> You're still finding your seat, and there's a sex scene on the screen. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. A what grandma, if I have a, some raisinets? Oh, that's a oh. There's nudity. I mean, I mean, they're they are risking so many premature boners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not good. Yes, they are for the, not good for the morale of the audience. No, <laughs> nobody like wants that. Nobody wants that. Um. <laughs> so I I appreciated I appreciated that they wanted to construct this was like oh there's these crazed psycho killers in the woods what can we talk about like just the moat like do well i'm sorry i i know i'm saying dry but like now i'm like thinking now what direction should we go i can't help myself we go every which way but loose well i didn't know like if you wanted to talk about what what the actual uh premise of this movie is yeah, let's do it. Who 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 is this family, and why are these killers after them? Who is and why do we care? And what does he do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you well, know the the five ahead. story I, I, elevator. Um, do yeah. Get, let's get, give us the, give us the elevator pitch on this movie. Oh me? Okay, okay. Yes. Right. I'll so let you, you give the elevator pitch. Okay. Uh, you have a mother and a father. Empty nest, um, missing, missing. The- <laughs> no, not you. You understand? I'm not talking about the show Empty Nest. Oh, oh, from the 90s. never mind. Then. Never mind. <laughs> I have to be fair. I have to be okay. fair because when I don't deliver that, you're going to be disappointed. I'm going to be very disappointed. Very disappointed. Rightfully so. That had Joe Azuzu in it. Yeah, I was going to say, when does Joe Azuzu show up? <laughs> That silver-haired fox. <laughs> Anyone who's fuck? under what thirty-five has no, no idea. idea. <laughs> Google just Google them. Just Google all of them, okay? And shut up. <laughs> yeah. Just sit down and listen. If you're that if you're that young, you shouldn't be speaking while elders are speaking. You should be absorbing yeah, just listen. and listening. Listen and learn. For once in your damn lives, just listen. <laughs> so but yeah the, the, there's this there's this uh retired aged um and um couple they're all excited because it's their anniversary and they're having their kids back home for the first time and who knows how long and they're in this just like beautiful uh setting out in the country up upper middle like uh, no they're not upper middle class they're like upper class clearly yeah um, it's revealed very early on that the father is wealthy. This is a wealthy family and there's a great deal of inheritance to be uh, earned maybe one day, <laughs> uh, which is, which is a weird thing early on. It was just like a red flag when that kind of went up. My father's very, very rich, rich, you know, I'm going to be very wealthy someday. 
Someday, I'll have money. Very soon. Not today, but someday. So hit your wagon, baby. I promise it, it'll pay off. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, so they're this is this sort of estranged family, as you'd mentioned before. They and they they behave as estranged. You know, like you become estranged to your family because you hate them. You just don't like them. You feel guilty for not liking them. You can't do anything about them. So you just avoid them. And that's just the best for every, everybody. They, they go do their thing. You go do your thing. We're all one happy family once a year. <laughs> but, you know, where was I going with that? No. So, <laughs> so there's, this, there's this tension in the conversations in the room. And it just, you know, like when you, when you see somebody for the first time and you have a, a rift, but there's that sort of fake pleasantry period. Yeah. And you see that early on and it just, it just, you know, it, it, you, you feel the tension boil in, until that one big moment when, um, the director of one of my favorite indie horror movies, the innkeepers takes a cross bow arrow to the forehead and then things, the home invasion horror movie kicks off in earnest and, but it's not just a home invasion horror movie. It's a, you know, like what's the motive? Like what, what's the game going on within the game? And that's what that's what we as the viewer get to do. We we get to try to make sense of who in the family is being who's double crossing who. But in the yeah. middle of all that, you got this kick ass fucking Australian, right? And she's this sort of outsider, it's the girlfriend of one of the people that it's Crispin. So she's this wild card that just becomes fucking ash from the evil dead by the end of this thing. She is the John McClane of this. Oh movie. God damn. And she I is just it. badass in this thing. And she, she, she kind of goes, she's a softness to her, but by the time she does that final kill, she's fucking John McClane in that moment. Oh, she's, yeah. She might as well just said, yippee ki motherfucker. And then stabbed him in the eye. She didn't have to stab the dude in the eye. He was bleeding out already. <laughs> But that's the movie in a it nutshell. Was so good. That's the movie in a nutshell. Yes. That's your pitch. That that's that it. was more like a 30, 40 story pitch. That's a, we're in a tall building. That cheated a little and the bit. The elevator made several stops. I was lucky that they we we met on the first floor and we had to ride all the way up. Yes. Because they're obviously going to be on the top floor. Very important business movie making people. So the, what? So what one, now? <laughs> <laughs> the one the one thing I will I will like because going through you know when I look at you know um look at the writer the director and the cast um I mean there's I mean there's there are I mean a couple of names like the uh uh Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard Simon Barrett was the he was the writer of the movie and he um he played the tiger mask uh of the the gang um, and Adam Wingard was the director of the movie and they, I mean, in, without diving too much into their history, I mean, a lot of it was just kind of, as I was looking at everyone's filmography, it looked like there were a handful of early projects that probably these guys connected on some shorts. Um, and then I noticed, uh, VHS one and two, which are, uh, pretty, the first one's pretty good the second one's still decent um little anthology horror movies 
Um, ABCs of Death as another one. That that one kind of goes up and down depending on which segment was directed by who. So, uh, and then the guest um, with uh, oh Dan Stevens um, was another movie that a number of people in this film had some role in. Um, but the, the the director and the writer um, they also uh, are teaming up. Uh, they they did Godzilla versus Kong and they're doing Godzilla versus Kong too. So these guys have really graduated from like indie horror and uh, that whole genre to I mean that's a pretty massive project. Yeah, and Adam Wingard also did the Blair Witch reboot movie. Yeah, it did the Blair Witch remake. Yeah. So his trajectory has just um, continuously gone up, sort of so, sort yeah, of slowly I mean, at first, but now it's really sh- shooting upwards. Yeah, it it reminds me of Colin Trevero, who was known for his indie uh, indie films, and ended up with the Jurassic World uh, trilogy on his plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, I mean, Kong versus uh, or Godzilla Godzilla versus Kong, I thought was a pretty great movie. So for two indie I, guys, I was very entertained by it. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it was it was what I wanted that. basically. Oh yeah, it was completely indulgent in ma- giant monsters fighting and i loved it i was like okay i can enjoy this and i i appreciate um, that they left so many things that we could nitpick into the movie because it's that's part of the yeah. fun of watching a movie like that is sort of picking at it yeah they could have made a perfect movie but they left a bunch of weird shit that didn't make sense <laughs> so we can nitpick and that makes it a well, perfect and- film <laughs> <laughs> That was, I mean, that's, it was funny to me um, when I was looking, because I, I mean, I watched this and <clears throat> I, I instantly enjoyed it because of Aaron, uh, yeah. who was played by Sharni Vinson, the uh, Australian actress. She's the John McClane. I, I mean, I just, once, because uh, it was, it was really, I mean, I, I was glad that you brought up um, uh, Tariq, played by T.I. West, who's also um he's kind of kind of a big deal now. he, he did plays a filmmaker like in the movie like come on man stretch yeah. your legs a little bit dude <laughs> he's he also he did the a24 film x and pearl which were shot concurrently and actually both released this year and have both have done pretty decent i watched x which was i i will it, it not like a total ripoff of texas chainsaw massacre but it felt very very in that same vein um and it was it was it was i i know there's a lot of people that loved it i I mean i'm not gonna say that i just went i'm over the moon for it it was entertaining um was was house of the devil ty west um it it might have been it uh now that i'm thinking about it i just uh, let me see what i noted for him yeah because i want to say house of the devil was 2009 and Innkeepers was like 2011. Yeah, I think Innkeepers was 2011, if I remember correctly. Ah, great movie. Can't advocate enough for that movie. But I, I was like the <clears throat> kind of the that slow buildup up front really was. Uh, it was funny as I was rewatching it. I, I, I started to think to myself, was like, was I not paying v- like close attention, I, like. I watched it the first time on Peacock, and then I, I bought it. I was like, I really like this movie. I, I, I need to add this to the collection. 
and being that it wasn't, I mean, a huge movie, it was one of those you could go on Amazon. I think I got it for like I don't know seven, eight bucks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, it's one of those like it's a lot got of a, the movies we pick uh, for this Halloween spectacular are like eight dollars on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty easy to come by if you're looking for to add something to a physical media collection. Your next, there's not really any special editions out there. It's just kind of like there's a Blu-ray of it and. That's it. The, I had seen the cover of it. Uh, I mean, in the streaming services, I had seen it on uh, on Amazon. I'd probably, I'm sure, I'd seen it like in Walmart, Target when they used to have more robust movie sections. I had seen the cover for oh, it yeah. and the the poster art for it a number of times, and just never in the animal masks are and, pretty uh, pretty uh, iconic. Yeah, and specific and, to this movie. It first for some reason because that uh, like I always associated with that pig mask from Saw. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why that was just like the. I just yeah, had it's that, not that the first head, movie so. to use pig, like animal masks for horror. I mean, it was in The Shining, kind of. I mean, yeah. it was a like dude in a like bear suit or something. But you know that kind of shit's just creepy, and if you put it in in the like just the right way, it works for you, not against you. Oh yeah, and in this. This movie, I will say, it it played well. Um, it was, I, I felt like in The Strangers, they really leaned into the fact that they're wearing creepy masks and that was what was supposed to, you can't see their faces. I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, once I understand that, like, I don't know why you would continue. I was like, but seriously, you can't see their <laughs> actual face. Do you think you can see Isn't it? Because you can't. You can't, bud. I'm like, you, you understand how masks like that's like, once you get that, like that's, there's not why layers. Put a, why, why else put a mask on if not to hide your identity? Yeah. It's like, it's still a mystery. I still don't know who these people I are. I like smelling ref, refreshed breath, like around yeah. them inside the mask, just breathing it in. I was like, get that. The, mm. As Jerry Seinfeld put it in his, his, uh, the, that rubber band. With the staple, the th- thinnest gray rubber in the world. <laughs> yes. It snaps every five seconds. Oh, you got to keep tightening it so the little eye holes are s- just cutting into your actual the eyes. The Ben Cooper masks were Salt. simultaneously the greatest thing to ever happen to us and the worst thing to ever happen to us. <laughs> yes. It made, hi- it made Halloween fun horrible. and miserable. <laughs> yes, 100%. That should be their goddamn slogan. <laughs> But they they had the masks were creepy. They they kicked it off with the creepy your next bl- like the one thing the one thing I will like what was really entertaining to me in that opening sequence when the guy is taking a shower and she's just wandering the house, you know, in like no clothes. Like yeah, that's as how you, you would do. probably yeah. wander. <laughs> she she as had, you do look, in a house. Dude, she had. She had, with she had sexy little panties and thigh high socks on. Okay, she wasn't. She wasn't yeah. nude. Was like, oh. And she had a shirt. She this had a shirt how... partially open down the middle. Right. That's it. Titties how, were you know, titties were seen. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's that's how most women dress when just casually strolling. Yeah, about I the seen house. them. I seen some titties. <laughs> And then, so, so she dies and they write your next, but they write it on the outside. (laughs) 
And so, like, it was just really funny because, like, okay. The year next, like, to the year him, next he doesn't read your so next. That's, like, such a campy part of the movie. Like, if he's looking, it's like, what is this supposed to, like, oh, should I go out on the, let me go out on the porch here and read it. Okay, that says, oh, it's just your next. <laughs> you know, you oh, know okay. what it's like? You know how in the new uh, Suicide Squad movie, uh, James Gunn did really little clever techniques of pieces yes. of debris or just I using perspective, what have you, to kind of do little title cards. It came off as like that, but with absolutely no fucking effort put into it whatsoever. Yeah. But they can also read I it think too. It's... Like, who's that for? Us or them? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this guy can't no, read this it. It's confusing. all backwards. I him. don't like being confused right away in a movie. <laughs> it takes me a minute well, to and, recover. And then, then later in the movie, when, what was it, when they killed the mom? Yeah. Uh, Fucking did it again. And it's written and on it's the wall. Not, it's not haphazardly, like, slopped on there. It's That dude took his time. No. I it's mean, like, exactly the same. It's like a logo. Because it's exactly the same the way that the other year next blood sign looked. So that's clearly yeah, how he tags like, his crimes. Like, how many times have you done this? <laughs> what? He's got a lot of practice. Like, and it was like, I mean, the viscosity of blood is different than paint. Look, like, if your like, hobby I is crossbow blood. shooting, you're probably good at drawing shit in the blood of your kills. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, oh, you're next. He's like, so that's your thing, yeah. man? Yeah, Gary's always like, yeah, you're next. Like, Does it, it even it's matter like, who reads this? Ominous, nah, it's, like, it's a psychological thing. You nah, see, I get in their matter. head. I'm living in their head. Let me see. <laughs> Once they think, it's like, oh, me? Because it's, you know, because there's just like, oh, there's a dead thing here. There's blood very carefully painted out in a font. It's not scrawled across. It's like, oh, no, this is this is art. Someone took time. With I got to say, too, the, the killers, when you step back and really just look at them for what they are, they're really ineffective and shitty killers. Like, they have got to be, like, the Kmart version of who you pay to kill your family because they, they show up with two bolt crossbows like that's their primary weapon and then they have machetes yeah. i mean they don't even have guns <laughs> it's insane yeah i mean like it, it like there's like it, really the, dude you show up with a not, crossbow <laughs> and the, like the second time watching it i still sincerely yeah. enjoyed it but like especially when i got to the end I, and the 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 axe is coming down. I was like, "This is a little bit like grown up." Home it alone. is. The dudes are fucking like Kevin McAllister's running around out there. She's making. She's like, "All right, guys, here I made this. Like, why did you use crayon? You're an adult. Why? When did you have time to make this map?" And you're like, "Here, let's put these nails. Put them oh in the God. board, and we'll put them by the." It's like, okay, that's the same thing as the ornaments when Marv's coming in the house. <laughs> It's that combined with the fact that he literally steps on a nail <laughs> in the tar coming up the stairs like that robber is yeah, Marv. I think I think a clear inspiration is starting to shine through upon further analysis. So, so, you're like, okay. But hey, hey, I ain't mad at it, dude, because if you're going to copy a movie, that's a great blueprint to make <laughs> to make a fucking movie. But this is one of my favorite things about 
especially doing horror movies because i consider or like i will i'm like and i will gladly tell me like you should watch this movie you oh, yeah. would enjoy it now you can stream it yes. on peacock and you don't yep. have to own it that's how i fine. watched it you can get a viewing out of this and be like that was an enjoyable 95 minutes of my life like it was appropriately scary it was interesting it was there was some suspense i enjoyed myself for the last 95 i minutes. promise and you really you'll be entertained and compelled yeah beginning to end and so that's that's how but then like the fun part is when we can come together and we can kind of take oh, a shit yeah. on some of the parts just like, take okay, a big old smelly dump uh, in the name of love yeah because it's like i did, i mean I, I watched the movie i loved it so much that i immediately i put it at the top of my list for the spooktacular and i bought it that's incredible and that's like a, that's that's i like, mean i know do like, you believe in miracles sort of shit the odds it the odds I mean, that I, this would happen. I recently acquired a copy of the movie The Bees from 1978 and Tammy the T Rex from oh the early my 90s. Gosh, Denise with, Richards, uh, uh, Paul uh, Denise Richards and Paul Walker. Oh my god! Um, and so, so it's one of those, it's one of those. I'm like, I know that it may seem like discernment is not always in my purchasing of movies. So it was like, who you bought your next was like, but you also bought the bees <laughs> from 1978. It was like, yeah, because how terrifying would it be if there was just Aww. bees everywhere? Yeah. Who isn't afraid of and it? John Saxon guy was who would wear bees as a beard. That would be a great, that would be like yeah, an awesome, bees. like horror movie guy, like a villain. Like your Jason so, is a guy I mean, running around with bees for beards. Bees. Yeah. Think of how and, many people just naturally and you hear the buzzing, like the, that you know, because the bees are buzzing. Yeah, it's so coming. You, it's kind of like the bees. Ah, ah, ah. You hear the bees faintly coming in. You're like, yeah. oh, the bees. Where are they coming? Are There's the bees, bees coming from there. above? Gonna are they going to come soon. up from behind me? I don't know where the bees are coming from. Watch <laughs> out for the bees. <laughs> you kid, but that sounds really. I'm popping a sweat over here just thinking about that. But I mean, that's that's one of my that's one of my favorite parts about like coming here. Because this was a really enjoyable movie, but there are definitely parts of it where it's like, okay, this is a little. Well, suspect. I texted you. That's I mean, why like, I texted you. It's like I'm acknowledging that the movie's enjoyable, but I don't know if it's a good movie. Yes. One of the things I noticed yes. about this movie, and was was the critics' reception was really good. Um, yes. I I look at this movie and I go, but why or how like. So many times a goofball comedy or a horror flick doesn't get that pass. They don't seem to get graded on the curve as they should. I don't know if everyone just sort of all came together and said, this is, we all know what this movie is, wink, right? For what it is, it's pretty damn good. And then everyone just was like, you know what? For once, we're with you on this one. Let's all come together and just say that the, for what it is, it's really good. And... My expectations well, and, were just higher. And a, a lot of the acting is just so bad. Uh, the only really good acting is coming from right. the veteran actors, Rob Moran and Barbara Crampton. Both of those actors are um, professional character actors for years. For At this point, they'd been doing it yes. for a long time even. And, you know, I... But e even... even even that what's funny about it is like going back through Barbara Crampton, they're like, okay, 
some of the biggest things on her her filmography is reanimator oh, fucking chopping, chopping mall, mall dude. lords of salem Puppet master and i'm just like <laughs> body <okay>. double <laughs> you've just been doing this for oh, yeah. really long. like rob moran I'll, I'll at least give him is like he is a fairly brothers yes. go-to in oh, a number yes. of their films they love putting him in stuff because he's, he was the bartender the in like, dumb and dumber like, where do i know him from uh he was the yeah uh thug uh guy the underground bowling mafia guy <laughs> in kingpin yes but i i also know him from hall pass which is not a fairly thing i don't believe yeah but he's recognizable yeah he's 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 got He's got some other. I mean, he was in Blended, the Adam Sandler movie. You so had to go and mention Blended, like, didn't when you? When you see him, in, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, like a dig. I did. I That's kind of like a that. dig at him. Because <laughs> you said, like, "Oh, he and he was also in Blended," but what you what meant I, was, "But he was in that piece of shit Blended, right?" <laughs> he was. He was in Blended. Um, Don't forget. And I think that then I could just throw. I was like. And they really wanted him for Jack and Jill, <laughs> but they couldn't get him. He wisely pulled away from the the cliff. He's like, I don't know about this, guys. This Maybe you can get little... Al Pacino, but I'm not interested. <laughs> but uh, the so the the thing because one my favorite part of this movie, hands down, is Aaron. Um. And I look because this this to me, and why I kind of want to champion a movie like this is because like as much hype as like you know um, Nancy gets from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Lori in Halloween, you know Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, oh I can't remember who plays Nancy um, off the top. Oh, of head. Uh, um, oh, the shit never mind i was on the tip of my brain but i can't think of it now and it then did. It just, it you, you keep away. thinking and i'm gonna um, look it up but uh i th- i mean they're they're some of the classic final girls um because they survive they're they're in the end they're the you know the they live in spite of whatever slasher or demonic forces you know heather langing camp and they they for the, the win Yes. If you had Heather Langenkamp of at home, just the you ten of us get fame. ten points. But like, I mean, in 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 the pantheon of, and there are, there are a number uh, of great. I mean, I know the Descent gets a lot of credit for having a really great female cast. Um, but like, I, and I I was I was so disappointed that Sharni Vincent doesn't have a lot of other really interesting great credits that you can go find her in because i thought she played the character of aaron really well i mean like she was what i loved is she was instantly tough and like her backstory was like yeah i grew up on a survivalist yeah. compound and i was like that's that was and they're the so backstory. they're so like, like oh, yeah. blase about their reaction to that like i didn't know you were going to be so good at killing people <laughs> meanwhile you just learned yeah. that I mean, all like, of your family is dead including your your co-conspirators <laughs> you right yeah well and there when you when you see the the whole plan finally unveiled in the end which uh i mean just that 
that whole speech that Crispin gives once he realizes everyone but by the is way, dead. His speech everyone. was fucking right. He should have just, you know, I mean, because you could rationalize that he did want to keep her alive as a witness. I mean, for being on the spot like he was, he really like spun that fucking yarn. He really came up with like a epic oh, he coach was... speech right, to try and keep his head. Yeah, I mean, like, I was, and like, what I, what I loved is like, he was, because, because it really, like, what I felt like it did is it really encapsulated his sliminess. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, he was, you know, when he's when he's outside, he's <sighs> on the phone, and he's like, hey, hey, uh, is, is he's done? He's the cowering little bitch and like, in all horror movies. You just love like, to you, see you it. You pacifist. And yeah, he was just the, he was just the sneaky, weasley, slimy guy. He's I was a like, oh yeah, he's gonna spin this. Who brings his former TA student and then, girlfriend to a anniversary party? Like the fuck? <laughs> he just met this girl. Uh, well, it was it was what was what was great is like kind of I mean throughout the movie, um, and it's funny because like it the you know you kind of have this this it kind of meanders a little bit in the, in the beginning when we're meeting yeah. everybody and you know we're okay here's the cast of characters and you know here's how everybody kind of it, it it being 95 minutes uh, they they still could have shortened for that, me that the meandering is the meat of a little the movie bit. though like that's uh, that's the movie establishing their big their big problems yeah. before their really big problem happens so you know you get to be in that family yeah, drama, so. and it's it doesn't amount to shit when you know as a viewer what's about to happen. You just kind of go like, "When these fucking assholes yeah. gonna stop arguing?" So we know we can get to the home invasion oh. part of the movie. <laughs> but I I really savored all those well, little and they, moments. They they did they did it well because you know you the the story as it unfolds, you really are under the impression that. You know, I mean, like, I, I, it was not hard to start marching down the road of like, okay, it feels like somebody's yeah. got to be in on this. Like that—that that was not no, like a no. leap. Like when they're like, right. oh, somebody's in on it. It's like, okay, but at the same time, it's like the premise that they've established is is these people are being terrorized. And Aaron jumps and, in from the first second and takes charge. She oh, she yeah. just met everyone in this house and she's calling them out by their first name, telling them what to do, give, <coughs> giving yeah. them a chance. She's a great character. She's a well, great it, character. It, it's it's so interesting to me because they're all sitting around the table and they're eating dinner and Tariq gets up <laughs> And walks across the dining room, right? And he's like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "I have none of us know. Like, this is so weird that you've gotten up." Well, out he of your saw. Like, I guess he saw one of those saw. animal masks in the darkness. And, and that's that's that was the only thing. It was like, okay, but it was just so funny that it was like, okay, right. you get up and you walk over, and then it's like. Phoosh, then it's like, okay, yeah. he's shot with well, an arrow. Meanwhile, the family continues their argument. They their petty squabbles. <laughs> continues to squabble. And, and like that's that's how you that's how you know you've reached yeah. a certain level of petty when you can continue <laughs> arguing 
and there's a person in the room that has been <laughs> shot by a crossbow. Straight up quivering with a crossbow arrow in their skull. <laughs> oh, I, you know what, man? No, I love. You can go to I hell. am thankful no, they what? took the no, pretentious no, no, like independent film director guy out. I love that. One of my favorite exchanges was when Drake's kind of yeah. like taking the piss out of him by like, you know what I think the height of the form is? Commercials. <laughs> I love commercials. <laughs> I was like, you are yes. such a dick. That oh was a great moment. Because that's, that's one of those things. Well, because that's one of those things. Like, And I liked that they gave the dialogue that kind of texture to where it's like, they're not ribbing each other. They're not giving each other a hard time. They're they're not like, uh, I'm just joking. It was like, yeah. no, I'm just I don't dick. like any of you. I'm As only like, here because I might be yeah, rich like, one okay. day when our parents croak. Yeah. And, and By the way, do you like, understand one of the, things I the will source say. of their wealth? Because it's established early that he's a retired something or other. And and then he's like, oh, but he 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 did like, you know, like their their PR. I don't know, whatever he says. It's like, no, no, it's okay. He he did like some other thing. He wasn't responsible. Like, do you remember what it was? That he was a retiree from. Oh. Because whatever it was, apparently, it makes you really wealthy, but also has a stigma attached to it of some kind. I wish they could have gone into that a bit more, why this family matters and how, why they have so much wealth. I think it would have given a little yeah. more texture. I, I hate, I want to, I want to pop in real quick because I had this thought and I've been holding on to it. Um, yes. If you want to see a, better version of this movie in my opinion then check out the samara weaving movie ready or not it's really oh, yes. similar but Far everyone in the movie is so much better like i mean i, I want to give i want to give these guys some credit because they did manage to cr you know create a little atmosphere with some of their their uh improving so I want to be fair enough to say like, well, they're good. They're good in provin. What's the word? Improvisists? <laughs> Improvisers? Improv technicians. I don't know. Whatever. It all works. They're clearly talented yes. at that at the very least. And knowing the little background information that we have about the cast and crew, they played, they really played to their strength to deliver a, an entertaining movie. It could have been much, much worse. The, the, yeah, the, uh, the whole time, because <clears throat> Ready or Not was one of my favorite oh, films so good. of 2019. It, um, it's a crime. It's a crime that yeah, it's not it was, more well known, I think. It feels, it, it really it feels is. bigger than yeah, it is. Um, and that's just a credit to the filmmaker. And it's, it's, it really is. I mean, it's just put together so much. I mean, like the the styles are are different and you know you've you've got but it's like i mean your next in and of itself is yeah entertaining ready or not is just is a good so is a great movie yeah well and i think even when we were talking offline earlier you were saying um don't breathe and I don't know where that fares. <coughs> uh, how, yeah. You know, how, I mean, Pardon I know me. it's. 
not the exact. If we're same talking plot about line, the home invasion subgenre of of horror, um, I prefer Don't Breathe. Uh, I think it's it's really good. I I I actually really enjoyed that one. I think it's smart, but it also really is it manipulates the viewer pretty well, creating a lot of good tension because the 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 main guy is the, the villain of the movie is blind. Uh and it's it's um Steve I think it's named Stephen Lang. Who was the bad guy in Avatar, the marine dude? You know what I'm talking about? Um I are you talking with the, the with the giant smurf? <laughs> you ass. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I never I was, legitimately I should have known that. better I than to reach out a lifeline to you for a movie you despise. I, I, try, I tried three times to watch Avatar. And I was just like, every everybody I ever talked to about Avatar, like, oh my gosh, yeah. visually that movie was so amazing. It's like, but there's this yes, thing going on now visually. if you've read into it. There's a lot of bright colors. <laughs> There's this sort of revisionist That's, sort of history. People really like it's kind of like Nickelback. Like, oh, everybody loved Nickelback at first, but once once you had a little bit of Nickelback, you kind of it was just you're filling up on junk calories. You realize that it's just a one Nickelback yeah. song is than another Nickelback song. There's really no difference. Uh, that's kind of how I felt about this. Anyway. Please, please continue, sir. Yeah. Now I just, now I just want to talk about Nickelback. <laughs> now I'm just saying. I mean, Nickelback. we could talk about that great bit with Ryan Reynolds' you know Deadpool where he's this... sort of, he's sort of making us all acknowledge that we did like Nickelback. We had to have liked him because they were, like they, they sold you millions want. of records. And, you know. Like, you, you are all are buying, buying Nickelback, Nickelback albums, and you know it. So don't you? Yeah, I will say, I I bought a lot of. I mean, like when I mean when I was a teenager and CDs were the thing, and I had disposable income, I bought a lot. Oh of shitty man, CDs. I had a magnificent Just CD collection. A at lot one point. I never bought a Nickelback album. <laughs> well, you you were uh, you were right. You were right back then, you, and we're all catching up to you now. <laughs> I played it smart. What can I say? You were right. <laughs> but I I owned I owned a Vitamin C album. Vitamin C, I did too. I, I actually that. did too. Um, mm, we're gonna have to start a new show for to think, uh, collecting CDs. The eighties and the nineties, the heydays of CDs. Shit, the albums. albums I instantly what? regret buying. Here's Anki All with "Put It in Your Mouth." Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, just so you know that that's a real thing. Oh. That is fantastic. I got to cue this up. That Let's is see. absolutely fantastic. Put it in your mouth. Enjoy this shit. <laughs> My baby left me, left me sad and blue. Skip ahead. I didn't know. Starts out kind of slow. She says, put it in her mouth. Yeah, I mean her motherfucking mouth. She says, put it in her mouth. 
Put it in your mouth. We didn't meander quite as much to the opening of your next. Your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> that song does not oh. beat around the bush at all. You know, this 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 movie could have really benefited from some Nickelback uh, tracks just to really align. Because I will say, one of my one of my favorite things about it is like, there's, I mean, early on, you get some... I mean, some decent. I'm I'm not a big no, me neither. Guy. I like, like I like, uh, like I like applied I can, applied I horror is my favorite. It. Yeah, I I mean like it's like it was when she goes to town with the dude uh, when she gets him like she surprises the first guy and she gets yeah. him with the meat tenderizer and just goes bam. I mean, she's just going to town and. Felix and Z are just standing like <laughs> they can't believe what they're shit. seeing. That was supposed like, yeah. to be an easy job, and they like, all uh, are witnessing their their crew of three this might shrink, have... shrunken down to to two, just like that. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna get." <sighs> and that's when, and that's why you get to see um, little bitch Felix and his little twat girlfriend Z start to do like more of the crimes themselves because that's just how inept these home alone crooks are these home invaders i mean honestly these guys were less effective than marv and al i mean they they don't have they didn't do as good a job not of those guys i i gotta say true they did get a bullseye on that dude's forehead gotta give them credit for that Yes. One one of my faves of the whole film though is when when they come up with the plan right at the beginning like all right oh, somebody's got to run out to god yes cars. get to the scene you know from it's so drawn out dude <laughs> the inevitable it's inevitable I mean, it's what's going to happen to this poor girl I, I just I love I love the build up I love the setup I love that the whole time Aaron's going no no yes. we all need to stay in the yes. house we need to bunker down and we need to work together right. and we need to stay in the house I don't know how many of them there are but she's like we outnumber them and we have all right. of these things inside the house I was like we can do this like we have strength in numbers here guys they're like no how can we how can we dwindle this down plan faster was to. Uh, hastily determine who the fastest runner is and they will just because they're the fastest runner run to safety and get help the fastest and their brilliant plan is and it is it's like they're drawing it up in the dirt like they're playing football (laughs) like oh yeah oh yeah yeah. uh you you start over there and you get a head start and we're gonna pull open the doors at the last second and they won't know it hit them boom you know like and they're all proud of themselves and they're in their eyes they're just like mm-hmm. so this plan is can't fail and but there's there are all those like prolonged eyeball like eye exchanges between her dad and her and he's just like i love you baby and she's like i can do it daddy and she winds up like a fucking looney tune cartoon and like starts running they open up the damn door and they it's what was it like a fishing line or something it or barbed wire or it's uh, yeah i mean it's some kind of like p 
piano wire or something. I mean, something substantial enough to, right. I mean, slice your throat. But like that was the other part about that I loved was like, uh, you know, when whoever it, which whichever of the three uh, masked killers. I was like, someone again is painstakingly that at was, the front door. Like Shh, that whole time, sure if I, if you were my partner and you inside. had, you were spending all that fucking time with that trap while I'm doing all this other shit, I would be so annoyed with you. It's a real good thing that that paid off so well. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is totally gonna pay off. Trust me, uh, I've put it at neck height for a woman. So if one of the ladies. If one of the ladies comes running at the door at full speed, this will hit her. And it's not like what you're thinking. Like, you know, like in movies the- where like somebody gets decapitated clean, you know, whether they're riding a motorcycle or whatever. Nope. It just goes in a little bit. Like it just not goes in enough to like get to like a, like just cut all the arteries shit. It's. Yeah. It's like here, what this is going to do is going to slice yeah. open your neck enough so then the next 45 yeah, seconds choke you on your own blood for all the over the 45 floor. seconds and oh everyone gets to watch you <sighs> uh, the, it was just like it's like it's after the because in the moment i mean there's a visceral it's the moment height of the movie like, as far as like you know, kills going you're sitting by there a like, mile like it, it's so you know it yeah you like, know it's this, gonna happen but you don't you, know how it's gonna happen you wouldn't expect that <laughs> You feel right. you just feel like this right. is a bad idea. This is such a I bad idea. I was expecting for like a like, sniper to you, be waiting you, at the you, door and they open the door and she he's just got a clean straight shot of her face. Just, like that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I mean just something or even a crossbow if you will, but, I guess. I mean it's like they only okay. have a crossbow. Yeah, I mean they like we're going to bring crossbow machete. Please don't bring your crossbow machete. Please. You have guns. Just bring those guns. We'll do this fast. No, no. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring a baseball hey, you know, bat with nails we the nailed into it, slightly angular, and I'm gonna kill him like that. It's gonna be hand to hand. It's gonna be melee. It's gonna be melee. So I'm gonna do it. There's that one moment where the guy with the crossbow is kind of smug. He's like, <laughs> "Do you even know how to do use? Do you even a know the power of this crossbow?" I'm like, I was like, can you? Can, do you think you can <laughs> like, wield like this thing? Like it's fucking Mjolnir, and he's. Do you think you can just shoot somebody with? A- <laughs> oh, you are not worthy of this like, crossbow. Oh. <laughs> and and then the thing is, truth be told, with Felix, I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't think he could wield a crossbow. He does, and he does successfully. He does. Yeah. I was like, oh wow. I guess the exclusivity of a crossbow is not quite what I thought it might have been. Or especially what he implied it to be. He's like, you think you can that was amazing. a crossbow? I really enjoyed that okay. touch. <laughs> He's like, two bolts, two shots. That's it. <laughs> Make them yeah, count. I mean, you, uh, so uh, you you get, I mean, she's, so Tariq, he, he yeah. goes first. He gets shot with the arrow. Boom. But then you get a lot of, you get a lot of arrows so that go on penetrated you know like there's just a lot of arrows missing shit after that they become stormtroopers all of a sudden a lot of arrows with them i'm starting to think that first shot was a lucky shot yeah well and then drake takes an arrow to the back shoulder 
I love his like um, babe drugs and <laughs> that's what kind of people we're dealing yes. with. I need drugs to numb the pain. Then, then the uh, the sister she takes the piano right. wire to the neck, so she's out. So that's Tariq and uh, Kelly. They're done. Drake right. has an arrow in his mom, shoulder. Mom, mom is butchered upstairs. Um, the mom goes upstairs and she gets her throat sliced open, and they write very your casually up there. So, I mean, people. People are going. I mean, like people are dropping. They're falling like quick. dominoes. Yeah, they're, things are going so to play. We we yeah, we, we got to tap, tap the brakes a little bit. So then, um, or no, it's Amy. Amy was the one because Kelly goes with Drake. Kelly decides, like, you know what? I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a run for it too, because that seemed, <laughs> that worked so well, well. At least she had the wherewithal to duck underneath. And of it. so, then, wouldn't it been great if she just also decapitated herself? Yes. And then, like, and then oh that fucking gosh, dude with like the times. dude with the lamb mask just jumps up. He's like, "Fucking two, fucking two. It's like that's two for me, dude. That dude oh, dude, I got another one. The wire the is same doing wire. all the work. You made fun of me. <laughs> I haven't had to do anything that wire. Should have just got hired two, the fucking man. wire, man. He could have just installed the wire, and they <sighs> would have all decapitated themselves at the drop of drop of a pin. Slightest startle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run out the front door. And so then, so Joe's Joe's laid out, or Drake Drake is laid I out. I thought it was really sweet how they uh, put him like behind the curtains so that he would be protected. I yeah, thought that like, was really nice. That was really nice. Let him rest back here. Um, and and so then, um. Aaron, she takes out one of one of the the mask guys. So the mask guys are down to two. Um, so the, and then you got Aaron and Crispin and uh, Z and Felix and Dad, because uh, uh, Kelly, she's the other two guys catch up with her right. over at the neighbor's she's house, and she's done. She goes crashed in through the window. Then then you get then you get the big reveal upstairs that. Felix and Z are in on it with the mask guys when they kill dad and leave. Him right, upstairs. right. We he we get to see and Felix uh, like, one of really... the animal guys cut his dad's throat as he watched and he didn't do anything about it. So right away you're like, okay, they're definitely. I mean, I suspect yeah. it, but they're definitely because I I like the little throwaway line early on of when he's everybody. Like, oh. Uh, the phones probably don't work because you know there's jammers you can buy for only around thirty dollars. <laughs> he like knew all this specific yeah. shit, and then Drake was... again just like snipes him back, and he's like, "You fucking, of course you would know about that sketchy shit, <laughs> you piece of crap." <laughs> he's chiding yeah, him sort of already. Like, uh, I <laughs> think because he's always like. Oh man, it's probably the XT one thousand jammer. I was just reading I was about on sale those on, on Amazon online. this week. <laughs> oh my gosh, they've got a radius of like you have like a hundred feet, and they fit I mean, in, in your theory, trunk. And there you'd could never be one in that it. car right over there, and it would be doing this to us now. <laughs> be like, what the fuck is Felix it, talking yeah, about? All somebody would have to do is flip. <laughs> 
No, they they should have they should have seen that more as a sign of of like a flag, but but all Drake would just be like is of like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. This just proves it. I knew it all along. But yeah, so that he but but it's really it is it it's kind yeah. of Felix doing all the work, you know, and. Yeah, because Crispin... Uh, he bitches Crispin out big t- time. He's like, yeah, I'm going like, I'm I'm to go I run know. for help. You all stay here. I'm going to run for help. So he, that's him just saying, I'm out of here, man. This is getting too intense for me because I'm a pacifist. I don't yeah, believe in like, killing, but so now, I mean, unless there's because an inheritance, you, like an insane amount of money, then, you know, then that's okay. But only then. And we just we you know it, presumably, you know it, he's he's the perfect uh, example of if you don't see the right. body, you're not really dead because you're like okay, everybody else you get to watch die, and he just runs off. And you're like, <laughs> Felix oh, was I like, Jesus, did you have to do that right in point. front of me? <laughs> Outside. Yeah, uh, the, and so yeah, Felix is offended, and so then there's. There's a little bit of uh, there's some bad blood between the murderers and the spoiled children who are having them employing the murderers. It's like ah, I gotta go wash my dad's blood. I want to talk about the scene with Felix where he kills his brother Drake. That scene, holy shit! Yes, wow. It really highlights how poor of an actor uh, (laughs) Nicholas Tucci is. Sorry to say really highlights how bad he is uh stabbing his brother with all the like that's dumb anyway and he's like why won't you just die don't you know how hard this is for me (laughs) (laughs) one of the the things about all that is somebody suggests i forget who makes the suggestions like we should get out of the basement and Aaron's like, oh no! All they'd have to do is pour right. some gasoline, right. light on fire, and they'd burn us all. And I'm, I was oh like, okay, God. so we should stay out of the basement. But then, like, let's go yeah. down to the basement several times. Nope, nobody so really like, took oh, that advice the seriously. Thing, like, let's. Because <laughs> well, that, that was another one of those things. Like, so it was like, hey, we should all go hide in the basement. And in my head, I'm like, no, it's like that, that commercial like where the idea, kids are out in the barn the and the killers behind them, obviously, and they're they're like, we should go hide in that abandoned house and wait for help. And then the ones like, no, there's a car, yeah. it's running. We should just jump in that car and leave. And they're like, no, we'll be safe hiding behind these heavy like cleavers and shit. <laughs> Nothing bad can happen here. And like the killer, like rolls his eyes, like God damn, they're getting dumber and dumber. I don't even. I'm bored. Yes. I'm bored. I don't want to kill these people. Well, it was it was like when when the, she suggested we should all go down to the basement. My initial reaction was like that feels like a bad yeah. idea, but it's just based on the premise. I don't have I don't have reasoning for it. It's like how oh, that just feels like a bad idea. Like it, there's right. not you know like there's like one way in, one way out. That's it. Seems like you. Yeah, eh. Her but immediate like response. Her, yeah, the immediate place that Aaron's brain jumps to is <laughs> now. That'd be too easy for them to pour a bunch of petrol down there. Yeah. and burn us all alive. It's like, oh, yeah. There's uh, a lot yeah, of times where like the killers true. are just but talking then, with her, and it's it's really kind of cat and mouse ish. That 
they're they're all in on it mostly yeah doesn't it just seem that they're all in on it except for drake and the parents and kelly i guess and amy but everyone else is in on this yeah you've got drake and his wife yeah because you've got i mean you've got three i mean there's a total of 10 people in the family and three of them are in on it, and one of them is supposed yeah. to kind of. So come roughly along one third so of the family forty percent. on this shit. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. Like you really want to know, like why so, do they hate their parents? Like, are they just that greedy? Do they feel they're owed this money? Because you know, then you could kind of, if if their parents were real pieces of shit, it made their lives miserable. And now they're just like, I can't wait out the clock anymore. They deserve to die. I want that. I owed that money. But these pe- this couple just seems fucking delightful, don't they? Well, they just seem quaint and delightful, these people. <laughs> There's no reason to hate them. Well, and, and it's like when, when, you know, jumping back to uh, Crispin's, you know, his s- slimy little speech. He's like, you, you know, we're oh my God. You know, manipulating you know we're right from the trouble. beginning. I was like, okay. So I'm like, so you're struggling financially and your parents who are extremely well off instead of going to them and having some kind of conversation about like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. Things, you know, we're having, we're kind of struggling with this. Is there any way, you know, we could work something out with you guys where it's like, you know, we could, you know, get a loan. No, they're just too proud and entitled to do something like that conversation. Now. that conversation no because they no, would probably say happening. no and i don't want to getting together wait with your around on them <laughs> uh that would be that'd be awkward oh, yeah. you know talking to family about money i was like you know what we should do instead callously and brutally murder, murder them. them in front of us then we'll become That's the sole heirs seems appropriate well i i mean like because it is, it's one of those like th- those are the those are the parts where it's like it does start to really fall apart. Just, just I like watching the, the movie like, absolutely hey, knowing how these people one are thing. just giving each other like looks. It's fun to really watch it a second yeah. time because of that, and just seeing Aaron being the thorn yeah. in their oh, side because- constantly. <laughs> Always trying to get them to do the the the, the and the, that's the, the part. wise thing, the sensible thing, because she's she has an experience of surviving, and she's not rattled as easily as all of them are. She's sort of still thinking rationally during all of this. Oh, and even as she gets injured several times, continues. Oh, hey, to they're think firing clearly. cross. They're firing arrows through Jumps the windows. Out of a second hey, story window. let's use these chairs. As a shield, and we'll safely cross into the next room. Yeah, she's Rambo. Should, no problem. I guys. mean, I don't know what else to say. She well, because she's she's the she's the reason for me. Mm-hmm. This movie has rewatchability because I can watch it knowing knowing everything that's going to happen and just enjoy the fact. And the movie does her so dirty ass. at the end. Like too. that's that's the. She she finally drives yeah. the knife through her tormentor, and then the cop shoots her because uh, he just happens to poke his head through the window. No knock on the door. He just pokes his head through the window. Like what kind of weird shit is that? Which that reminded me, and I didn't see I didn't see it anywhere in like trivia or anything like that. But that reminded me 
exactly of the ending of the original 1968 uh night of the living dead when uh the the black guy at the end is like oh the black guy survived you know that, yeah. that old joke is like oh the black guy is the first one to die it's like he was the only sensible one the entire time knew what he was doing kept a cool head about stuff was trying to help other people out he barricades himself in for the night survives the zombies and he comes out in the morning and there's all those guys, the, all the, the police guys and the posse have gotten together and they're, they've killed all the zombies. They're doing well. And like, Hey, look, there's yeah. one more over there. And they just shoot him. I'm like, all right. And like, there's no afterthought. Cause I know that the, uh, George Romero, his, the, the implication had things really? tied to racism and whatnot. Um, but it was one of those things like it was just funny to me cause it felt very similar to where it's like, okay, here you have. You know, yeah. this, this very capable woman who's the, I mean, she's the badass. She's the one. She's the John McClane. And then this dumbass cop just pokes shoots his head her, through the window. Like, yeah. bang, you must be the bad I one. I mean, it's reasonable to believe uh -huh. that she was responsible for the the carnage if he witnessed the last kill. Um, But do a little bit of police work, maybe. If you see, you know? if you see him. Don't just shoot her. Yeah, it's like, shouldn't you maybe try and get a confession for here. the family or something? Do some justice. <laughs> well, because because it's what I was like. Okay, if you're going to save him, he's going to save Crispin from not being stabbed in the eye by shooting her. Then shoot her. Yeah, oh yeah. But she's stabbed right. him in the eye. He's done. Her <laughs> being hit it was like here, bang. It's like you didn't stop anything. But here's the thing: clearly, here's she's already she wounded. Up. She should have went along that. with Crispin because they would have had just enough time to come up with some sort of story together to not have been shot by the police and gotten away with it, possibly. But she just in that moment was like, "Nope, I'm fucking the Punisher, and you're gonna die." <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not okay. Game over. This is not cool. But I did, I did like that we started off with kind of like, you know, even even with the crossbow and the piano wire being kind of I mean like, oh, like a little bit silly or a little bit like outside of like, okay, it's not somebody with a knife or a, you know, a, a gun or some something like that. It's like, okay, these are a little bit more creative, a little bit more nuanced. I did like by the time you get to Felix and Z, she's like, you know what, I'm going to put a, I'm going to smash <laughs> a blender and put it on his head and that's how i'm gonna kill him because you could probably kill somebody with a blender a tiny little blender motor so that like, was yeah, a really funny kill though real quick and then <laughs> that here, was the just... movie having fun with itself honestly that's <laughs> i'm gonna drive a knife oh that was what i, I like by the end it's like okay yep because I, I mean it's the same kind of thing in, Di in die hard by the end of die hard it's like john mcclain reaches a point where he's so saturated with his own blood right. it's like he he can't be a person anymore. He's he's befallen too many injuries, too many crazy things have happened. He can't keep going. Yeah, but he does because he's John McClane. And I, like in a similar fashion, it's like yeah, I'm gonna kill you the blender. <laughs> yeah, because like Crispin's like kill people any way I want now. I like the Crispin is like trying to feel out the situation. He's like, uh, where's Felix? Because you know she's holding his phone. Still not, he's still not quite sure if he's busted yet. He thinks yeah. he's busted, but he's still, he's clinging to some hope. He's trying to feel around. And yeah. she's just like, oh, uh, he's dead. 
what happened? I put a blender on his head or some shit. Like she just very calmly. Yeah. She's like, so yep, steely eyed at this point. Yeah, she's it. She's Roddy Piper. Really? I mean, she's just Roddy Piper now. <laughs> she's a quip machine and she's being a badass. Oh yeah. Good stuff. <clears throat> And yeah, it was, and then the, uh, and just to end, like, it, it is almost cartoonish to end on that note where it's like the cops coming in the front door. Oh, right. The home like, alone oh, yeah, trap. I forgot I said that one <laughs> trap. Like, yeah, because he more shoots her in the shoulder blade up. and she comes to like, I, and realizes at the, just at that moment that, like, oh, she tries to s- save his life. And no, he just takes a like an axe to the to the to the face. It was pretty hilarious. He deserved to die that way. It was his fitting in for it him, was, but it was it's the too perfect. bad for her because then she's basically she. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the perfect way to end the movie. Just here comes an axe straight to the. But I like to think though because now she's she's double. She's just screwed. She's probably going to get the death penalty. You know. I know this movie takes place in Missouri. I don't know if they have a death penalty there, but she just survived this horrific situation, but she has no, she's the outsider. She has no credibility. Right. And this is being a wealthy, probably well-connected family. They're all going to be pretty like shocked by what had happened. They're going to, they're going to quickly finger her to blame. They're not going to try and hear her side of the story. Right. She had to have killed them. (laughs) Uh, so it, yeah. the movie really does her dirty. Like I hate that because like, okay. she's such a fun, sympathetic character, and you know it, it. It's it's just I think the movie High Tension has a real similar conclusion because the the female lead like she's yeah. she's surviving so much throughout the movie. I can't remember exactly what happens, but I feel like there's just like a similar sort of outcome, like. Oh, she was the person, wasn't she? Like she was the she was actually the right, right, which was you know yeah. Kind of a she, neat at twist, the end, it was her. Also, kind of like oh, yeah. well, do I really want to watch this again? Because that movie begs to be watched again. That's part of the fun, and I just didn't feel like watching it again <laughs> to enjoy that bit of knowledge now, that perspective that I now yeah. have. It's a fun movie. I, I had a good time watching it, and I think it sits well within our uh, catalog of of movies. Um, I, 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 you know, yes. I wasn't really quite sure how I felt about the movie, but the more I started to let it sink in for what it was and watching it a second time really kind of helped because I did enjoy it more watching it the second time with the new fresh perspective. Um, it's, it's good, but I, I still say that ready or not's a better version of this movie. I think, right. Ready so or not is a better. If movie. you like, I if you like, you're next, and we think you will, because this is a fun movie. Then you're in luck. Go watch Ready or Not, 2019, Samara Weaving. Uh, yeah, go check out Ready or really Not. Really good movie. Um, so, is there anything else we need to? Yep. We would like to say in, in conclusion. Yeah, me too. It feels like that's a nice. It. That's all I got for conclusion your next. there. At this this point of the show where we reveal what our next uh, movie is going to be, and. So we went aliens first, then we went to more realistic home invasion horror. So for the third movie, I'm going to rewind because 
we've kind of been doing more recent movies. Like I like to look back at older movies and be nostalgic. That's a thing for me. I decided to just kind of go back to the wacky, zany, crazy 80s and 90s horror movies. And I'm going to say for the next movie we're going to do is 1990s Child's Play 2. Not the original, <laughs> but Child's Play 2. Very nice. And I was going to go with Child's, Child's Play 1 Play because that's sort of the more... Uh, standard horror movie with with the great twist or gimmick actually is what i mean it's a great gimmick for the for the villain or the bad guy or the monster uh but it it's a bit darker and played more for fright in the second one you start there's kind of that evolution yeah. of using the chucky character as sort of a bit more fun <laughs> like he kind of he kind of got freddy krueger a bit yeah and and to me, that's the funnest. Very, oh, yeah, very much so. When he's sort of breaking the fourth wall and doing like the crazy shit. This is really the start. You know, people think of the Friday the 13th movies with Jason and the hockey mask, but he doesn't actually get the hockey mask until what, the third movie? Yeah. So, third you know, I figured why not start yes. with Child's Play 2? And you'll probably want to watch Child's Play in preparation. I know I will. I know you will. You'll probably watch all the Child's Play movies. <laughs> don't you hate I'll me? Because I yeah, always pick a franchise movies. horror movie. I don't know if I have feel it compelled to, to watch every chapter of it. Yeah, like uh, I should. I, the I should watch two. that. I should watch. So the other five. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do Child's Play too. That's gonna be our uh, third entry into our Halloween spooktacular, and with. With that, we will awkwardly tap dance off into the sunset. <laughs> Just. Dude, dude. <laughs> All right. We're, this is, we're off. Done. This is the part where we yeah. awkwardly end the show. Yes. Is that, was that the end? Or do we. Do we is there more? <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs>